Austria, 1913. The too intense tapping at her bedroom door brought Agnes Torelli out of a fitful sleep. She wanted to lie there and get back into her dream and stay hidden under her sleeping mask, but she knew that it was Helene, her maid and confidant. It had to be important. Helene's rappings had varying ranges of intensity. These were of the highest import. Oh, Helene, if you must come in, she yelled hoarsely in a voice that was famed among her dispersed clientele. Helene bustled in, presumably gave a slight bow to the still-masked Agnes, and said, A note sent through a distinguished messenger, a man by the name of... She looked down at the card that was given to her by this man. Oscar Steinweiss. There was silence. Was Agnes supposed to know this Steinweiss? Well, she didn't, damn it. And notes from wealthy strangers weren't exactly rare. Agnes stayed under her mask, hopeful to dismiss Helene as a fool and still catch up with her dream. Can't this wait, she said plaintively. Madame, I think not. You see, I read it. And? Agnes asked impatiently. Let me read it to you. There was a rustle of paper. Archduke Franz Ferdinand wishes to make your acquaintance. O.S. will be by tomorrow a.m. at the same time for your response. Agnes Torelli bolted upright and tore off the mask, only to be temporarily blinded by the omnipresent sun streaming through her bedroom. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! She reached out for Helene and hugged her. Finally, into the top echelons, she said jubilantly. Tell me more about this Steinweiss. Tell me everything. Helene caught her mistress's excitement. Oh, he was uh, smallish, thin, with a big black mustache and piercing eyes. He was a gentleman down to his toes. Very differential, but uh, very, very commanding. Oh, I am not talking sense, am I? Agnes was up now, and she strode around her large bedroom that overlooked the great fountain of Vienna. We must, of course, prepare a response for Herr Steinweiss. We cannot afford a slip in the governing rules of these relationships. The Archduke, think of it. She took a brush from her makeup table and stroked her long, thick black hair. Now, leave me for a bit. Run a hot bath. I have only one liaison today, poor old Johan. It will take time, but it is hardly more than a hand exercise, she said lightly. As she did her toilet, she quickly reminisced about her life up to her current 22nd year. Born in Florence, she was brought up in a household of great distinction, but also one of daunting poverty. Her education including a fine mastering of the piano and a delicate sensibility for the arts, especially theater, the opera, music, and art, but she was virtually penniless. By the age of twelve, she was fully aware of her striking beauty and the power that it wielded over those in pursuit of it. She could listen to her priest, who told her of the beauty of marriage and family, or she could take the fast track within Florentine society. 
she instinctively knew that the latter path would take her a great distance, well beyond the fatigue luster of her native Florence. With cold and studied calculation, she chose, deciding freedom and money were superior to the slavery of family and the glowering chains of poverty. At the age of fifteen, she entered into the life of a courtesan in Venice. This was a concession to her family. She cultivated the English in particular, men of means, lacking permanence. Although they weren't particularly able lovers, when given a good ride, the English would happily open their wallets.